how exciting it was to hear Dusty sing Neverending Story in Season 3 of Stranger Things. I swear to God, that 10 seconds beginning this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast was more energetic and exciting than watching them stream the pro version of this game tonight. And I'm going to talk about this on Canada's Pinball Podcast tonight, and I'm just going to level set with all of you out there. I don't care if you vote for me. I don't care if you think I'm a negative Nancy. I don't care what you think about Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm not going to be negative Nancy on this show. I'm going to give you my constructive feedback on this Monday in which the world was finally revealed by IGN Entertainment, the new Stranger Things pinball machine uh, by Stern Pinball. Now, somebody forgot to tell IGN that Canada's Pinball Podcast already revealed this game on Friday night. But let's talk about this game today. Let's talk about what we're seeing in the Dead Flip stream. It's going on right now. I've been watching it. I've been watching it played over and over and over again and over and over and over again. And I've watched people in the chat do what they always do in stern chats in which they just congratulate and pat Stern Pinball on the back for whatever they do. That's always what happens. You have to do that or they'll kick you out of the chat. But they can't kick Canada Pinball out of his own pinball podcast. So what do I think about this game? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to break it down first on a macro level. And I want to break it down like this. And it's real simple to me. It's real simple to me. Stern Pinball came out today and got a bunch of great media coverage around their Stranger Things pinball machine. We had Gizmodo telling us this was the most technologically advanced pinball machine of all time. We had The Verge. We had IGN. We had all these great media outlets tell us that this pinball machine was going to do something that no pinball machine has ever done before with its projection mapping onto the game. And I'm excited. Like you read this stuff and you're like, awesome. We made a pinball machine that something that's never been done before. And then you want to stream the game for me without that feature shown. And and I'm just like, throw the mic over my shoulder. Like this is so stupid. How are you going to get people so excited for this feature and then stream the game and not show it? it? It's just the dumbest thing to me. You, you, you get people's expectations up about that feature. And look, I'm going to be totally honest here. To me, this game lives or dies by that feature. That feature is what this game is bringing that's different. Because there's nothing else in this game that's different at all. And in fact, it's so basic. A fan layout. And you know, if you listen to this podcast, nobody... Nobody knows fan layouts better than Canada's Pinball Podcast. But my God, you could pretty much drop any theme onto this kind of layout and it works, right? Eight shots all going in in, in, an, in an expected direction. I mean, it's, it's basically like Attack from Mars, but instead of the Martian ship, you have the, the Demogorgon and you have the screen there. And, and that's it. There's nothing different. So... 
I, I just want to start out this podcast by saying I think streaming this game and not showing off the technology that everybody wants to see is a total fail. It's a total fail. Nobody cares about the pro version of the game. Nobody. I mean, they, they, they are highlighting this projector as being the thing, and then they can't show it. And I don't think they know how to show it. I really don't. I think they're backtracking. And here's why I think as a customer, I think this is BS. Because if you want to buy an LE version of this game and the company won't show you how that feature works before you have to lock in your order for your LE, do you know how stupid that is? That you have to commit to something that the company themselves won't even show you before the order banks are closed. And I'm hearing from people, like, the game's selling well. Of course this game is going to sell well. It's Stranger Freaking Things. When you hear that theme song, when you see the characters from the show, I, I, without a doubt, I think they're going to sell a ton of these games. But that doesn't matter. They were always going to sell a ton of these games. The real question is, is the game worth the hype? Is this game, does it feel like Brian Eddy's return to pinball? Is this magnanimous moment in, in which we're all saying to ourselves, wow, did you see what they put into this game? Wow, look what they did there. Wow, look at all the stuff that's in Stranger Things pinball. And, 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 and pause for a moment and think about that for a moment. Are you saying that to yourself? Let me ask you another question out there. If Jersey Jack Pinball released this game as it is, as, as their version of Stranger Things, what do you think the response would be? Do you think they would burn Jersey Jack to the ground? Put this next to Dialed In, Pirates of the Caribbean, Willy Wonka. What, what do you think? Do you think this shows that level of detail and, and attention to the world they're trying to bring to life? I, I don't know. I don't know. Part of me is just like, I feel like forced and pressured into loving every single thing Stern Pinball does. There's just this, this overwhelming army of Stern Pinball fanatics, and I get it. I mean, I love Stern Pinball. I think Stern Pinball makes some phenomenal games, but I, I, I want to look at this game on its own. I, I don't want to look at this game with the pressure that what I say about this game is representative about what I feel about all Stern Pinball games. And I want to just like step back and look at it and be like, does this game make me feel as excited as I did the first time I saw Ghostbusters? Does this game make me feel as excited as the first time I saw Jurassic Park? Is this game going to shoot as good as that? You know, those are the things that I think about because I just, otherwise I think you just get stuck doing what people do and they're just like, they just like everything pinball. And I'm not one of those people. So there's good in this game. There's bad in this game. There's a lot to talk about in this game. So I definitely think the, uh, my, my contact who played this game, and he said to me, he said the next game is going to be one in which you have a ton of content. It's a little bit of a head scratcher. There's good and there's bad. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we like about Stranger Things. Let's talk about what we don't like about Stranger Things. Let's talk about the day in which Stern Pinball proved to everybody that they could do everything, right? They could make a game. They could let distributors have it. They could put it on location. They could sell it to you all in one big glorious day. Now here, let's start with that because it is incredible 
that this company can manufacture, ship to distributors, put on location, have it in people's home by Christmas all in one day. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. I mean, no one else can do that. Nobody else. So Stern deserves credit for that. But let me play devil's advocate a little bit on Canada's Pinball Podcast. The game's not even close to being done. It's unfinished. It's .64 code. So as much as they want to beat their chest and say, we did this, we got this game to the world, and we got, you know, it's available. It's not done. Do you serve people a steak that's not cooked yet? Do you ship a car that doesn't have all the parts assembled onto it? What other thing in life do we buy that's so incomplete? And I know, this is pinball. You buy the game and you wait for the code. But .64, that's not even close to being done. And you can see it in the stream. The game looks really incomplete. And so I just don't understand why Stern chose this game at this moment, right? Right before Christmas, we're all getting ready for the holidays, to to sort of make this statement They would have been much better off making a statement like this, backing a game like Jurassic Park, a game that shipped with pretty much complete code, a game that had creative layout, a game that had like a really, you know, many cool toys in the game. Let's go back to the toys in the game. Let's go back to the toys in the game. So here's a question I have for everybody because, you know, I like, I'm dealing with an army of people giving me feedback. And I'm going to read some of your feedback from my Facebook page on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. But I'd like to just step back. Because in these moments of hype, people start to see things with with rose-colored glasses. And they see what they want to see. And I'm guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. This is a 100% subjective journey for all of us. Some of you might love this game. Some of you might hate it. Some of you might think it's exciting and you can't wait to put it in your house. Some of you might be bored as hell by what you're seeing. And let me tell you something. Nobody is right and nobody is wrong. We all have to make our own opinions about this game. And also, we've never shot the game. Most of us have never played it. Do I think it's going to be fun to shoot? Yes. But that's not what this hobby is about anymore. Every game, almost every game is fun to shoot. The real question is this, is this the Stranger Things game that sort of showcases Brian Eddy, one of the greatest designers of all time? Do we feel like this game possesses enough magic and enough wow? Because if you were to tell me Brian Eddy is gonna make Stranger Things, that's a wow expectation, right? So let's talk about the toys in the game. Because here's something I just can't figure out. I just can't get over this hump a little bit. What is in this game that brings the Stranger Things world to life? Like what is physically in this game that takes elements from Stranger Things and physically brings them to life in this game? What, what's in this game? So let's start there. Let's just ask that very simple question. You got the Demogorgon bash toy that's in every version of the game. And obviously that's the villain in the game. And that is there. Now, after that toy, can someone please tell me what is physically in this game that's part of the Stranger Things universe? Can I, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for you guys out there to email me, to text me, to tell me what's, what's in this game. What else is there? Because I'm looking at this game. 
and I'm not seeing anything else physically in this game that is part of the Stranger Things universe. A- a- am I wrong? I mean, I-, I get you've got the telekinesis magnets, which you can't see, but physically, on the game itself, physically, there is no real estate that pays homage to anything else in the show at all. It is like they were working on this projector technology and they thought it was neat and they wanted to put it into a game and so they just put it into Attack from Mars and they made it Stranger Things with with a bash toy behind the drop targets. I mean, seriously, what else is in the game? What other toys are there? What what else is going on? Am Am I missing something? So then it all hinges on this projector. And then the other thing, I keep, I just keep hitting my head. What about the Stranger Things world? What about that world is a projection screen thing? Like there's nothing in the Stranger Things world that's a drive-in movie that, that is all about being projection mapping in, in the world. I, I just, I don't get it. Like where are the physical Christmas lights in the game that light up? Why isn't there like an area of the game in which it's like an 80s arcade? Like where's the Dungeons and Dragons? I, I get it's on the screen. It's a, it's a shooter knob. Where's like, where's anything physical that the ball interacts with? So let me give you an example of what I mean by this, where I think the game is just doesn't really have much from the theme. All right. So if I look at Pirates of the Caribbean, physically in that game, physically in that game, I've got an upper play field that rocks like Jack Sparrow's ship. I've got a cannon that shoots out a ball across to another physical ship in the game. I've got a treasure chest in the game that locks the ball. I've got a whirlpool uh, in the game, a maelstrom that, that's in the game. All right. I mean, that's like four or five things. I've got a spinning disc. It's like the map. Four or five, six things in the game that are physically bringing to life what's in that theme. You got Wonka Vision. You got the gobstopper machine. You got the Wonkavator. You know what I'm saying? Is I look at this thing and there's nothing in it. There, there literally is nothing in it from Stranger Things other than the Demogorgon bash toy. And let's talk about the bash toy because people are like, my God. Like, I mean, yes, it does look like a, a piece of anatomy. And I don't know what anatomy. I don't know what women you guys are, have been sleeping with, but people have been saying it, it looks like a certain part of a female anatomy. I think it looks like artichoke. Um, are you telling me that Stern Pinball, with all of their engineering power, they couldn't design this thing where it at least opens up the mouth of the Demogorgon so that it doesn't just stay static like that? I mean, am, am I nitpicking? Am I, am I, 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 I don't understand this hobby anymore. I don't understand why for the same price, Dutch Pinball could give you a bowling alley. Right, it could give you an upper play field where the where it opens up and the car swings out, becomes a bash toy. It could give you the rug that rolls out. I, I'm just saying, like, where is that stuff? Where is that stuff? And and I get it. Like the other big thing is the projector, and and so this whole game to me, it hinges on how well they use that projector, and they're not showing it to us. I mean, other than that, I mean, you've got like your little vertical up kick on the left side that shoots the ball into the targets in the middle. And then you've got the telekinesis lock on the upper left of the game. And that's all you got. You got nothing else. No other toys. So Brian Eddy, the king of toys and mechanisms and all this stuff, I just feel like he ran into the one thing everybody runs into at Stern. 
and he ran into like a low bomb. Like this is the best they could do with the money they had. And I, I just don't, I don't know how you look at this and you say, man, they packed this game. They, they, they gave this game everything that they could. I, I see a, a million inserts going up the game. I mean, I don't even know what to do with inserts anymore. I don't even know, like, is that normal? Is it not normal? I mean, some people say it's like you're playing a board game. It looks like a poster with a bunch of inserts. There's there's 15 vans in the game. I don't know. I don't know, like, what to expect anymore in pinball. I really don't. I want a physical world under glass as much as possible. And are you telling me when you look down at this game, you see the physical world of Stranger Things, like the 1980s world of Stranger Things. You're telling me you see it come to life. So then I ask you a question, like what's the biggest wow thing going on in the game? I mean, it's just, it's just a basic question. Is it the big ramp coming down and shooting the bash toy? Is that, is that it? Because there's really nothing else unless the projector really adds a ton. You know, the art package, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the art package. You know, the art package is okay. Is it as good as Yeti and, and Franchi? No. I mean, it's, it's all right. It feels a little bit like we've gone back to the Photoshop drag and drop. I mean, none of the translates are like, wow. Like, none of the packages are wow. The purple armor looks great. I love the purple armor. I think the music is cool. The music is cool. It's very 80s. You know, fits the theme perfectly. You know, but what's, what's missing for me, and, and this is what's hard. It's hard. It's like, it's like I'm reviewing a game that's not done. But can you blame me? Because it's like Stern's showing us this game incomplete. But they're taking our money right now. And you have to make up your mind on an incomplete game. I, I just look at it, and I don't feel like, wow, 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 wow. Like, oh, my God. Like, it doesn't matter, like, if I flip it or not. Like, I just... I, I just don't feel like we can judge this game yet until they show us the game with the projector working. I don't feel like we can judge this game until the code is further along. And I don't think this game was ready to be released. That is my final statement today. I just don't think like Stranger Things was ready. This is not showing the game in its best possible light. No pun intended because we didn't get any light from the projector. But why was Stern Pinball in such a rush to launch this game like two days before Christmas and, and not have it further along? It just feels like they continue to treat us like we will buy these things regardless of what they give us, regardless of what they show us, regardless of how far along it is. So you have to buy this game and you've got a long, long wait for Lonnie to finish the code. But you have to already commit to buying an LE and you don't even know what you're getting. Why are we accepting this crap? Why? Are you sick of Canada's pinball podcast? I mean, you can go listen to a bunch of other pinball podcasts. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I just, I, this is just how I feel. Like, I, I, I just, I love Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. I mean, I think season three, not being a part of it is also like a huge issue for me. You know, we don't talk about this, but there's a reality is when you make a pinball machine that is based on a TV show, there are certain TV shows that lend themselves nicely to pinball machines. And there are certain TV shows that might be problematic if those shows aren't complete yet. Game of Thrones being one of them. So now you've just captured a little bit of that show's narrative, but not the whole thing. And season three, a lot of people love season three of Stranger Things. 
to me, that was like the most fun season. I mean, yes, the first season is much darker, but season three, man, that was like oozing with nostalgia and fun and was so much, so awesome. So awesome. Like, we're not going to get that. We're not going to get never-ending story. We're not going to get any of that narrative. And and so it's weird to me. You know, it's better to me when you pick a TV show like The Simpsons or Rick and Morty where it's episodic. So you're not missing anything. Right? Imagine making Lord of the Rings pinball when they were only through the two towers and you don't get the final movie. I mean, that's kind of what it's like now because there's probably just going to be one more season of Stranger Things and then we're done. But the pinball machine will always be just the first two seasons so here's my final my final take on this game the game's not done they're asking us to give our opinion and buy a game that's not complete they've done this before but i just don't think they should have gone all in and made such a big deal about a game that was so incomplete be like launching batman 66 you know and trying to get everyone to buy it that day which you know we we know they did i think next to other games especially like Jersey Jack games that are like around the same price. I just think these games are starting to look embarrassingly bare and they're really looking like Stern is not putting nearly enough into these games. And and I'm sorry, but I, that's just how I feel. And I think that they're relying so much on theme, so much on the LCD and so much on, you know, things like animations and inserts to, to tell the story of these properties when they should be doing more to put physical things into these games that bring these properties to life. And again, you go around this game, I'm just not seeing a lot physically in it other than a bash toy and, and a magnet grab and a projector that nobody's really seen work effectively. But they want you to buy the LE before you can actually see it work effectively. And I just I just don't agree with that. I just don't agree with that. I mean, we haven't even talked about how silly the game looks when it's off when you have the premium or the LE. And there's just those big white pieces of real estate on the screen and on the ramps that, that nothing is there. It looks, it looks bad. I mean, common sense. Like, who walked over that and was like, this is what it's going to look like when the game's turned off? And then people on Pinside are like, you know, the stern apologist being like, well, it, it doesn't matter what a game looks like when the pin is off. And that's, a to- that's total BS. These games have always been artwork. There is no other pinball machine ever in the history of pinball that when you walk over it, you see stuff like that on the play field. I mean, it's, 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 I give Stern credit for being ambitious. I give Stern credit and Brian Eddy credit for taking a risk. But if you're going to take that risk and you're going to be ambitious and you're going to blitz the world with your launch and you're going to brag about putting something that's never been done before in pinball and then you stream the game from your own company and you don't show us that technology that you're boasting about, that is a total fail. Total fail. I think it's lame. I think you need to show people everything you've got. And so we can make up our mind. I mean, this podcast, I haven't played it. You have to make up your own mind. I just wanted to see the best version of the game on the day in which they're asking people to buy the LEs. Show us what you got. You're bragging about this thing. Show us it. Is it unfair of me to ask for that? All right, so let's end this episode where, again, we don't know 
how we're going to like this game in the end. I'm just giving you day one feedback. But I asked you out there, listener of the show, I asked you guys out there on my Facebook page to tell me what your thoughts were on Stranger Things. And I would read some of your feedback on the air. So let's do that right now. Carl Lutz, he said the game is uninspiring. A man of very few words. Tommy Batson said, definitely one I'm letting mature before I touch it. I think the premium could be great 18 to 24 months from now, but no way I'm jumping into it as it is today. All right, let's keep going here. We've got Mark Nellis said, I'm watching the stream right now and I wish they would have shown the premium in the stream. Triple magnet lock on the backboard and the projector are not on the pro that is what everyone really wanted to see that turned in this stream stern kind of took the safe and easy road for this stream however the pro does look like it's going to be fun Uh, lots of shots six modes from season one six modes from season two they had the main show music but none of the 80s songs from the series so yeah I mean, we knew Stern was never going to license, like, licensed 80s music, like AHA's Take On Me and other 80s songs. That was never going to happen. The music does sound good. Um, you know, I do think that everyone wanted to see the premium NLE tonight. All right, so Jay McGuire says, I'm not a fan of the drive-in movie screen in the middle of the playfield. Well, actually, um, had they used it as a drive-in movie screen, it might have been more interesting. A missed opportunity with Elvira or a mystery science theater 3000 theme. I agree. I mean, I just think it's like, it's so weird that they just sort of put this gimmick into this game when it has nothing to do with Stranger Things. Uh, Kelly Daniel says, drop the new podcast already. Kelly, you're part of it right now. Um, Chris Palis says, fantastic theme, great colorful art, proven fun layout, Code will mature once the premium comes out. This is going to be a fun, immersive pin. Looking forward to it. Daniel Donnell says, Pretty sure no one wanted to see the pro tonight, but take what we can get, I guess. Thanks, Dern, for showing us a snippet of badass innovation to only let us look at a still image in the middle of the goddamn playfield. Besides on route, I really can't see anyone buying the pro. Lenny Lipkin says, my wife wants one, probably in for a premium. Hopefully there won't be playfield issues. I'll be so pissed if there are. You know, Lenny, you bring up a really interesting point because the playfield issues, I'm still not convinced we ever got an answer and that they solved that problem. Greg Creech says, I put money down on a pro. The premium features don't add to gameplay, rather merely cosmetic add-ons an operator doesn't need. Also, with the additional one to two months of wait time for the premium, the pro is the no-brainer for operators. Well, Greg, I do agree that operators should just go with the pro. I don't think the projector is going to work well for operators. I really don't. But I will say that the Magna, the the telekinesis Magna save in the upper left corner, the the ball lock is really cool. I mean, that's that's something that people are going to, I think, be excited by. Um, Stephen Callister says, the theme isn't for me, but the play field and cabinet art looks absolutely amazing. Donovan G says, it's meh to me. 
and I hate the price increase on it. It's just not justified. So Donovan, we haven't talked about this, but Stern is raising the price by 100 bucks, I believe, on every version of the machine. Stern does this. They slowly start to increase the price of their machines. I mean, the LE is now $9,100, and they sneak this in. You know, you think about that, that's 100 bucks on top of 500 machines, an extra $50,000 on the LEs. Did they put a lot more into the games? I don't know. Uh, Tom Graff said, not impressed at all, pretty average layout. Jeff Davis says, the dark theme mixed with the flashy pinks and laser noises aren't mixing well. It doesn't look fun to play Attack from Mars Part 2. Brian Costner says, Looks like the code is very early. Things look unfinished, and I heard very little audio. Hopefully more will be added soon. Cody M, I dig all the vans on the playfield. Outrun style color palette is groovy. Hyped that some machines are already on location the day of the official announcement. Well, Cody, that was cool. Um, Tim Seiden said, I have a feeling it was ranked in the top five pinball machines of all time on Pinside by owners in two weeks or less. Oh, it will be ranked in the top five. No, there's no way this game is gonna be a top five machine in two weeks. Uh, Birdo Moon says, I'm going to play it later tonight at my parents' basement in Atlanta. How do your parents have this already, Berto? But you're a lucky boy. Um, Adam B says, good effort not buying this one. Joseph P says, Jack needs to be the one doing the talking. These two guys are putting me to sleep. Greg Jones said, saving my beaver pelts and nickels for the next JJP drop. Elroy Jenkins says, please cover the back of the drop door. All right, we got a lot. There's there's a lot. You guys have a lot of feedback here. You know, Michael Jones, Michael, buddy, he says, love the theme, want to see how it shoots and where the code is at before making a decision. Leaning towards a premium, the projection is innovative and can add a lot to the game if done well. Well, Michael, I agree, but we haven't seen it. You know, that's the big question mark today. Where is it? All right, Travis Murray says, I'm having mixed feelings. I was in for an LE. My distro of choice was already sold out. So I've decided to get a pro for now with the intention of upgrading to a premium in the future. Theme is solid. Brian Eddy is a proven winner when it comes uh, to design. Code is woefully underdeveloped at this point in time, which will not shock. It is a surprising considering how this release was handled. Kudos to Stern for getting this to market early, but after watching a stream earlier today, it seems to be way too early, and I'm still cautiously optimistic since they have assets um, from the show. All right, well, Travis, you know, it's interesting because you're like, well, the LEs are sold out, and nobody has seen the LE in action. And it just goes to show, like Stern Pinball, you know, they really don't have to do much. You know, they sell out of an LE of a machine that no one has ever seen, and, and no one knows what this projector does. And yet, and yet you're saying your distributor is sold out. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it doesn't matter. If they just slap Stranger Things with some purple armor and limit the number of LEs, they're going to sell every single one. Drew, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss some of you guys, but that's the way it is. Drew B said, seems to be a lot of guys who are saying my wife, my girlfriend, my kids, etc. want this game. I think that's good for Stern and great for the hobby. Prices keep creeping up and we are allowing it to happen by 
voting with our wallets. But with that um, being said, Stern does seem to be listening and trying new things and putting more in their games. Last three offerings were much better in my honest opinion. I'm in on Jurassic Park after I said I wasn't buying new in box, so prices will continue to rise because of people like me. Oh man, Drew, I mean, everyone is, has got the same problem you do, bro. We all say, we're not doing it, we're not doing it, we're gonna stick it to the man, and then they show us something and we buy it, regardless of whether or not we know it's great or not. Let's see, John Christie said, too early code, but pro looks fun. Edwin P said, cool innovation, just not my theme of choice. Lucas said, pro is the way to go. All right, so here's the thing, here's the thing. I mean, nobody knows which way is the way to go yet. Until we see all all two versions of this game, how do you know which way is the way to go? How do you LE guys, how do you feel confident knowing what you went into? There is going to be a lot more discussion of this game. I would love to see what the projector is. And you know what? It's still, the verdict is still out on Stranger Things. I just think as it is now, as it is now, I think everything for me hinges on that projector creating some amazingly new way to play pinball and creating an amazing effect we haven't seen before. Because other than that, I just don't see this game having a ton in it that is making me like need to have it or need to have it now. Um, and that's just the way I feel, okay? And you might feel different, and that's okay. All right, before I sign off this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I want to officially, on air apologize to Chris the pin turn in my pin side babies rant I said that he was an a-hole for flipping a Rick and Morty spot that he had and he told me the whole story he reached out to me we had a nice conversation on Facebook and he explained to me what was going on and you know he is flipping in and he's making a little bit of profit but he's also getting one for himself so Chris I am sorry but I'll say this I am disappointed in you and I'm going to tell you why because you reached out to me on Facebook. You told me why you were upset. We had a cordial conversation. We talked like two grown adults about it. And we left that conversation in a really good place. And I went back and I read it today. And we were talking about whether we were traveling for the holidays. I had apologized. And we, we left it in a really good place. And then I wake up this morning and you do another podcast in which you go, go off on me. After we already like basically shook hands and said, we're cool. Like we're cool. And then you blocked me on Facebook. So I don't know what it is with this hobby. And I don't know what it is with people in, in which like you, you have a conversation like two grown men and you reach a resolution and you move on and everyone's feeling good. And then you go back and you do that. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about people's inability to accept apologies in this hobby. Okay. So that's, that's that. So Chris, if you're listening, thank you for reaching out. I apologize for calling you an a-hole. But I did tell you, when you flip a game for a profit, it doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter. People are going to think we are a-holes when we flip a game and make a profit. It, it just, it's just the way it is. And it's not a big deal. You don't have to take it personally. It doesn't have to ruin your enjoyment of pinball. It doesn't have to keep you from dressing up at shows and having fun and, 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 and being friends with people, okay? In the future, when you do come to a resolution with somebody and you do walk away accepting their apology, you then don't go on a show after the fact and go slam them because that that's not cool, all right? So again, 
I, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it, all right? And I just want to say congratulations to John and Morgan on their engagement. It was real on my last show. It's just, some people hit me up like, was that real? Like, uh, yes, it was real. Um, it was awesome. I was not expecting it. And I know that she uh, was just over the moon when he asked her the question yesterday. And so I was just so happy to be a part of that. So everybody look, enjoy, enjoy all the new pinball machines we have coming out. I love, I love this time of year when new games come out because we have so many opinions, right? We're, we're so like fired up, but it's also like Christmas in two days. And part of me is just like ready to enjoy the holidays and not care about this and that and what's happening. And when is Joe Newhart going to give people their Rick and Morty numbers and, and what's the projector like in Stranger Things? And, and you know, when are the Twippy votings going to open up January 1st? And, and what is Canada rambling about? And he's such a negative Nancy. He doesn't do anything for this hobby. Come on. I just keep you guys entertained on a weekly basis. And I think we touched on some points that you probably agree with on Stranger Things. Some of them you might not. But I would love to hear from you on, at CanadaPinball at gmail.com. We didn't, the world didn't end because we leaked the video on Friday. The game is out there. It's being played. People are enjoying it. I can't wait to hop on one, but I want to see more under the glass. I want to see more. You can give me more than just a big piece of artichoke to bash, all right? Everyone, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. You just saved the world. Gosh, I miss you, Dusty Bun. I miss you more, Susie Pooh. I miss you more multiplied by all the stars in our galaxy. No, I miss you. Enough!